Before we get into today's episode, pretty please with a cherry on top, go and hit that follow button or go and rate my show. Or if you're feeling super, super nice, go and do both as this will really help the show to grow and help others. You guys know how much I love, love, love doing this podcast for you all. And I want to be able to reach others that need it as well. In this episode, I discuss some really important skills as to how you can achieve positive changes in your life and start taking control of the choices that you're making. And my aim with this podcast episode is to really help you to feel empowered, to really adopt that growth mindset and to start using these tools to make positive changes in your life. So I hope you enjoy. Hey, it's your bestie Lo. Welcome to Thrive with Lois, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself and to thrive in all areas of your life. You're here because you want to grow inside and out. So are you ready? Let's thrive together. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Thrive with Lois. Guys, the last couple of weeks have been super busy. It was my birthday. Your girl turned 29, 29, one year away from the big 3-0. But let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. However, you know what? My late 20s have actually been some of my best years. I think these are the years that I'm learning more about myself. I'm growing, my business is growing. So, you know, age is just a number. It was really lovely. I went out and celebrated with my friends. We went to the Blues Kitchen, which is in Shoreditch in London. And I just love it. It's so cool. They play, they have a live band playing blues music and it's just a good atmosphere. So it's been super busy, had multiple birthday celebrations because you know you've got to you've got to drag the celebrations out for as long as you can. And last week I was away in Poland. My partner and I we went to Krakow for five days and we had so much fun. It was a really brilliant trip away filled with lots of yummy food history and we actually visited Auschwitz which was a very humbling and surreal experience. There's not really many words that I can use to describe it because I don't have any words. It was awful Um, and it really does make you think like wow we are so lucky in these little things on a day-to-day that we whinge about or we moan about. It's, It's nothing in comparison to what those poor people suffered. So if you ever have the chance to go to Poland, I would definitely say go and experience it, but be prepared to cry a lot because it's just absolutely horrifying. So it was horrifying, but it was one of those things that I felt like I wanted to be able to understand more not even understand because I'm never going to understand it properly but be able to learn about more because it's such an important part of history that will never ever be forgotten. Whilst I've loved having the last couple of weeks which have been a lot slower paced, I've been out of routine, I've been experiencing a lot of different things, not being in routine has kind of fucked me and 
I'm definitely learning more, especially having my ADHD diagnosis now, that when I'm out of routine, I tend to feel a lot more lethargic. I tend to not really feel like I have a purpose as such. I know that sounds a bit dramatic, but I live for my routine. I live for my productivity. So when I'm not in routine and when I'm not in structure, that can sometimes throw me off a little bit and actually make me feel a little bit more lethargic. My brain fog is definitely more present. The clogs in my brain definitely don't turn as much because I don't feel as stimulated as when I'm in my routine. So I feel my best when I'm in my routine. Now, it's not to say that I should always, always, always be in routine because it's important to be flexible. There are going to be some times that you are going to go away. There are going to be some times where you might need to slow things down and adjust. So for me to be in routine 24-7, that's not realistic. And I deserve to go on holiday. I deserve to do all these lovely things. But I know that it takes me a little while to get back into my routine when I'm out of it. And to any other self-employed business owners out there listening, you'll probably be able to relate to this. I really struggle to take time off work because my business is my baby. I love to work. I enjoy my work. And when I'm not working, I feel a little bit guilty. And I know I shouldn't because I deserve to take time off as much as everyone else does. You know, if I had a job where I was employed by a company, I would have holiday days and I would quite happily be spending those holiday days here, there, everywhere. But when it comes to running your own business, it definitely feels like there's more pressure. And I personally feel a little bit guilty when I take time off, even though it was only a week that I took time off, not even a week, five days, which really isn't a lot. But I was, I really had itchy feet. I was like, oh, I really want to get back to work. So I thrive on that productivity. I thrive off of work, but I also know that rest is important and I feel refreshed after having that time off. So if you're like me, a bit of a workaholic and you have your own business and you feel yourself getting a little bit burnt out, take a couple of days off. Just take time for yourself or even an evening. Because if you're burnt out, if you can't put anything into your business, if you're losing that enjoyment factor for your business, if you're not feeling that fire and you're not excited to do what you're doing anymore, that might be an indication that you need some rest. And if you're burnt out, um, who the fuck is going to do the work for you? So it's important to make sure that you're taking rest. And my body definitely needed that time off from work and also from the gym. I didn't train for a whole week. And did I lose my gains? No. Did I put on 10 pounds in that week? No. Did I lose all of my strength? No. So gym's always going to be there. Work's always going to be there. It's important to make memories and to enjoy yourself as well. And there definitely would have been times before that I, if I did go away, I would have been in a really fixed mindset and I would have been like, oh, I've really fucked up my training. I've fucked up my nutrition. I don't have any willpower. I always give in. You know, I'd be quite negative towards myself. And something that I've really worked on 
myself and I help a lot of my clients work on as well is adopting a set of lifestyle skills which will help them to change their mindset to take responsibility and to feel in charge of the choices that they make so to really help them feel empowered rather than demotivated or demoralized and sometimes a client will come to me and they'll say that they're not feeling motivated but nine times out of ten it's often not because they don't want to or they're not feeling motivated towards their goals it's that they don't have the physiological habits or the mindset that they can apply to the situation that they're trying to overcome so there's a certain set of skills which I use myself and encourage my clients to use to help them achieve positive changes the first skill being a growth mindset so you've got a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset and the way that we think about experiences will shape our own reality so are you using this event as a moment of possible growth or a moment of failure whatever way that you react to this event is going to be different depending on your mindset and how you feel about the event will be different based on your mindset so when you have a growth mindset you tend to believe that you're able to develop your skills that you can improve push yourself and develop your own skills also focusing on enjoying the process focusing on the problem solving aspect and being challenged and thriving in that element of being challenged as well. Having a growth mindset means that you don't normally label experiences as failure. Instead, you'll kind of look at it as though it's a event or opportunity to grow. When you're looking at a fixed mindset, it tends to look a bit like I always mess up or other people just have it better than me. I just don't have any willpower. I can't do it. With a fixed mindset, you tend to believe that your skills and abilities can't be changed and normally will only seek goals that are within your reach. So you won't push yourself out of your comfort zone. You won't push yourself to do more. You won't challenge yourself. And you'll often feel like that little bit of failure, even if, and I'm putting quote unquote failure, is a huge obstacle. So you'll see failure, again, quote unquote, is an obstacle or is completely heartbreaking and you're not able to see past that. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, that sounds like me, I think I have a fixed mindset, or you know somebody that has a fixed mindset, here's some tips to help you develop a growth mindset. The first important point being celebrate your wins. No matter how big or small your wins are, celebrate them. It doesn't have to be a huge win for it to be valid. It just has to be something that you've achieved. Even if it's you know what, the last couple of days I've got up and I've gone out for a walk every single morning. 
you know, compare you versus you yesterday. And that's the only worthwhile comparison. Also, remember that it's okay to struggle. It's okay to fail. It's okay to look a bit silly. And everyone starts off as a student. You've got to embrace the beginner phase and have a little bit of a sense of humor about it. You know, you're not going to know everything straight away. If tomorrow I decided that I wanted to fly an aeroplane and learn how to fly an aeroplane, I would have no idea. I wouldn't have a Scooby-Doo, so I'd have to start as a student and probably make a fuck ton of mistakes. And that's the only way that you're going to learn. And also, praise yourself on your effort, on your consistency, and for showing up. You know, yeah, okay, results are great, but your ability to be consistent and push yourself and even if you're struggling, challenge yourself and keep going, that is so important to recognise and to praise yourself for. The last thing I would say to help develop a growth mindset would be to ask yourself, what have you learnt from previous mistakes or situations? Has there been something that you've struggled with before that you look back on now and you're like, actually, I learned X from this before or I grew from this before? And I genuinely believe that there is a learning or something that can come out from experiences. And obviously, everyone's experiences are different. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, that awfully traumatic thing that you went through there's a a learning in there there's a positive in there but what I'm trying to get at is that there generally tends to be something that you can reflect on and you can learn and move forward with even if in this moment right now you don't see it the next important skill would be adopting a success and solution orientation rather than a failure mindset. So it's very easy for when we look at situations, we just focus on what went wrong rather than, oh, this went right. So focusing on your strengths, your successes and solutions, and also like things that you're already doing right or what's going well can help you to move forward and this avoids too much of focusing on the problem which sometimes can be quite overwhelming it can feel quite negative and it can often really bog you down because then it often leads into a spiral of oh well I'm doing this wrong and this wrong and oh I'm never going to do this because of this and I just can't do anything right whereas if you focus on actually I did this really well or this went right from this situation it can be so much more empowering than getting down on yourself and demoralizing yourself so you know for example if I had a client that only went to the gym once a week that's better than not going at all so often when I have my client check-ins my client will say oh I only did 
my three sessions this week rather than my five. I had this going on and this going on and this going on. I'll often try and help them to see that positive in the week and focus on, you know, you got to the gym, you still showed up, you did your free sessions. An improvement point for next week is going to be we'll manage your time better and we'll look to see if we can fit in the sessions here or it might be that we need to scale back your program slightly because it might not be that you can actually do five sessions a week. So it's about being compassionate and also kind to yourself. A thing that I always stress with my clients is in moments when you have control, hold yourself accountable. But in moments where you don't have control, be compassionate and kind to yourself. It's really important and I cannot stress that enough. So really focusing on solutions rather than just the problem can help you to continue pushing forward it can help you to stay in that positive mindset and to stay feeling great about the process as opposed to just bogging you down and this is why it's really important to focus on your wins this is why it's really important to reflect on your progress and to see how far you have come because you'll be able to compare past experiences to where you're at now and say wow actually a year ago I would have done x y and z but now I'm doing this and you're able to reflect and compare and it can just be so empowering. The next important skill is how you talk to yourself so being able to reframe the way you speak to yourself in your head and tell yourself new stories. So if you're somebody who tells yourself negative things about yourself or your abilities, that will limit your potential because your words hold a lot of power and they can often shape our values, beliefs and our own sense of our world that we live in. So we all have stories and scripts that we tell ourselves in our heads and, you know, if these stories and scripts are negative, then we will often feel negative. Whereas if these stories and scripts are helpful and positive, then we will generally feel more positive. So for example, if you're telling yourself all the time, I'm weak, I can't do it, you're most likely not going to do it because you're already getting in your head, you're setting yourself up to fail. If you're telling yourself, I'm strong, I can do this, or I could do this, or even I am going to try this, I would be able to do this. Those words hold a lot more power than telling yourself that you can't do anything. So it's that ability to be willing to to try and often when you tell yourself that you can't do something you are setting yourself up to failure and failure becomes your own story and your own script and it just becomes a behavior it becomes a pattern and it's a habit so when you start to feel those or when you start to hear those little voices creep into your head that are telling you I can't do this or 
I'm this, I'm that, you have the ability to pause and reframe what you're saying to yourself. Now, when you first start doing it, it might feel a little bit weird because you're breaking the habit because it's not something you would normally say to yourself. So for example, I used to say to myself, I hate my legs. They're so wobbly. They're disgusting. And it was only until I started to reframe the stories that I told myself to my legs are strong, my legs are powerful, my legs take me through life every single day, that I started to change my mindset. And don't get me wrong, first couple of times I did it, it was weird, it didn't feel right, it felt a bit icky. But the more that I practiced that habit when those little gremlins came into my brain, the more that it became natural and normal. So I don't have to fight off those little gremlin voices anymore because I have given myself a new script, which is my new reality. So you have the power to rewrite your inner script at any time and calling out unhelpful stories and scripts will help you to reframe them. So a tip for that would be to make note of the negative stories that you tell yourself or the negative thoughts. Or if you don't want to write it down, if you feel like that's too much or too triggering, when you feel it crop up into your brain, to just pause and reframe. Turn it into something positive. And like I said, the first couple of times you do it, it might feel a little bit icky, but the more that you do it, the more you will be able to just make it habit and make it routine. The next important skill that will really help you to make a positive change in your life is setting realistic expectations. And I cannot stress this enough. How many times have you set yourself a goal and it been really, really unrealistic? And then when you haven't achieved that goal, you've been super harsh on yourself and you've been pissed off and annoyed and oh why haven't I been able to achieve this well it's probably because the goal that you set yourself in the first place wasn't realistic you know I have worked with women in the past who have set themselves unrealistic goals like losing 10 pounds in a week and getting washboard abs in a month and I think that it's really important to sit back set yourself realistic goals and to focus on the step in front of you not the whole staircase and I say this a lot because this is my favorite quote you really have to focus on the step in front of you not the whole staircase now there will be a process there will be a journey to getting you to where you want to be and it's definitely not going to be overnight quick fixes don't work whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve or change in your life is not going to happen overnight so if you're sitting there thinking how long is it going to take me to reach my goal how much weight am I going to lose in X amount of time? And how quick is it going to be? There's no way to like guarantee that you're going to get a specific result. So if you allow yourself to manage your expectations 
and set yourself realistic goals, that will help to put your mind at ease. So when you are goal setting, break your goal down into small achievable goals or break the goal down completely. So if you want to achieve 10 pounds fat loss, instead of setting yourself a two week window, aim for 10 weeks and say, I'm gonna aim for a pound a week, something that's gonna be realistic. Or if you're saying, I want to grow my business and I want to be earning 7,000 pounds a month and you're currently on zero income a month, set yourself a small achievable goal first. I want to hit my first 1k month and then build from there and then it will feel less overwhelming and then you'll be able to chip away your goals and chip away your milestones on that path to what you want to fully achieve. The next important skill would be to try and think along a continuum and avoid all or nothing thinking which can really really sabotage your success. So a continuum is two kind of seemingly opposite ends of a spectrum right and you've got space between the two. Now many people will think that those two ends are the only two options so that being your all or nothing. However, there is space between those two things, kind of your grey area, you might say. So it's trying to hold more realistic options that are in that grey area than your black and white thinking. So black and white thinking might look like I've fallen off the wagon I can't be asked now, what's the point? Or I was doing really, really good until I ate this piece of chocolate. Or this is the best exercise to do for your glutes. Or this is the best nutrition plan to follow. So it's to try and avoid those rigid phrases like, good or bad or right or wrong and a really common thing that I hear from a lot of my clients when it comes to their nutrition is they'll refer to certain food as good and bad and whilst yes there's definitely foods out there which aren't as nutritious for you as others I don't think that putting that good and bad label on food is helpful and it's also not helpful for loads and loads of other things so it's that black and white thinking so if you're somebody that thinks of food as good or bad try and reframe the way that you talk to yourself about it and label it as more nutritious and less nutritious and this was really a game changer for me as well in my recovery because I was somebody who would avoid eating things like chocolates and burgers because I was like oh well it's bad oh if I eat it I'm going to gain 10 pounds overnight when in reality that's not true so it's trying to embrace that gray area and to try and remodel the way that you 
talk to yourself about certain things so when you you're when you're in that all or nothing thinking it can just really sabotage your success whereas if you was in that gray area then it will allow you to continue pushing forward so for example if you was meant to stick to your nutrition guidance over the last week and it didn't go to plan rather than getting to the Sunday and saying oh you know what the last week has been just horrendous I've been so bad I've fallen off the wagon what's the point I'm just going to give up now and throw in the towel reframe that to okay over the last week things didn't go to plan with my nutrition however I can improve on X, Y, and Z and continue pushing forward next week and aim for this. So it's trying to see things along a continuum rather than, oh, it's good or bad or right or wrong. The last skills that I want to highlight are playing the long game and being consistent. So if you're getting into that long game headspace, you should be asking yourself questions like, what would the effects of this choice be tomorrow, next week, or even next year? Or is what I'm doing right now currently sustainable for the long term? Or if I'm looking at my long term goals, does this choice support that? Does it get me closer to it? Or does it get me further away from it and these types of questions can really help you to connect to your goals and it's really important not to expect perfection it's important to make yourself aware of the choices that you're making in the present to support your future but also to help you to feel confident and successful but hopeful about your future goals as well so playing that long game really helps you to be consistent and to have that long-term sustainability and practicing consistency means when you're doing something the same or a similar way repeatedly over time so for example creating a routine which leads to desired outcomes so for example you getting up early and going to the gym in the morning being part of your routine if you do that daily whilst you're not going to see the effects of that consistency in that routine straight away you're not going to get that instant gratification over time you will reap the rewards of your consistency of you showing up and doing something the same way over time being consistent is really important for a number of reasons you will get results if you are consistent if you commit you will get the results that you're looking for and For example, it's way better to do three workouts a week for a month than do a whole week of workouts in a month. Practicing consistency will help you to get the results that you want. And 
also it improves that self-knowledge and awareness not only will consistency help you to tune into your own progress and your roadblocks but it will help you to learn about what works for you and what doesn't you know if you're putting consistent work in over and over and over again you'll be able to observe and learn more about yourself and you know focusing heavily on goals can feel so overwhelming whereas if you're focusing on consistently improving your actions or your habits this can help you to feel more in control think of consistency like doing reps of an exercise every rep that you're performing whether it be your meal prepping whether it be you're going to the gym whether it be you're doing that yoga session early in the morning or you're going for your walk that practice leads to improvement and leads to you achieving your goals so it helps you to move forward. I really hope that you're able to take away some positive skills from this episode and start applying them in your own life and you will feel empowered in your life if you adopt these mindsets because these mindsets will allow you to always keep pushing forward no matter what roadblocks that you face and ultimately you can and you do hold the power to change your mindset. You are in the driver's seat of your own mind and of your own life. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow me at Lois Banks Fitness at Thrive with Lois. And I look forward to chatting to you in the next one. Mm-hmm.